0: If there's ever a time to take a detour, it's when you see a superstar. It's the Kimology 411 Superstar segment where Kim introduces you to awesome people and their amazing stories. And now, ladies and gentlemen, our latest superstar guest, along with our very own superstar, Kim show.
1: everyone and welcome to another superstar segment on Kimology 411 I am Kim Schultz your host and this today my guest is a very close friend of mine Miss Georgie Anna Wong hello George how are you I'm good. How are you? I am amazing. <laughs> Not very often do I have superstar segments that are actually in the studio because a lot of them are through Zoom. Uh huh. And uh-huh. so I think last week I had Vicky Trembley. She actually came to the studio. Good. And then I did um, one online. I did two of them. Two of them were actually done. Zoom Zoom. so I always it's always easier when people are in in here sure um, that you can you you get a little bit a little bit different dynamic because you're in the same room So, I'm gonna, I'll tell a little story of how I met Georgiana Wong, um, and then we'll just kind of sit back and figure out why you're classified as a superstar. Yeah. So, back in 1984, you were with the Youth Project, correct? That's right. And yeah. in 1984, a friend of mine was um, um, on the Youth Project Council and you were over in the house the little white house except you had both up and down because you were having like um you had like a little fair like some hot dogs or something there and my friend's like oh no I took this class to get a job you have to come and so we went up there and that was the first time I actually met you but I didn't go back because I was like why do I want a job I'm like, I'm, I've got drill team. I've got spirit club. I've got school. I got to go to all the sports. And my mom didn't, you know, so I really didn't understand exactly what the, the the youth, what the whole project was about. Then then go to 2006, 2007, 2008, something like that. Maybe Uh seven. I am contacted. I don't remember who contacted me. Somebody contacted me and said, um, can you go to the Topeka Youth Project? They need someone to help with their accounting. They're having some problems. And that started in to all the way until 2020, uh-huh. where when you left the Youth Project, I also left the Youth Project right. um, at the same time. So we've been friends since then. So we, we have either worked in the office full time together, uh-huh. we've done events together, golf tournaments and all that. So that is how you and I are professional. We are also, you guys, if you listen to my podcast, she's the one and it's her fault that I play Keno. <laughs> Just letting you know. That's true. It That's is it, true. it is her fault. So when, when I'm talking about my, my Keno addiction, it, we're, I'm looking at her right here, and we would go to Prairie Band, for lunch and have like meetings and stuff and I would literally bring twenty dollars <laughs> and I would play one card at a time at a nickel and the first time I think I won like sixty five dollars. Right. And I was like, and I'm done. Yes. Look at me. I like yes. one sixty five. And then we would go up, you know, like maybe once a week, every other week. <laughs> and I would bring twenty dollars. Now I bring two or three hundred dollars <laughs> and sixty dollars is like I get to play on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but look at how much you want. won
1: oh i know i know last month was incredible this month when i go back um after this weekend i'm gonna win another 500 oh sure yeah i mean sure. I, I i kind of i kind of set i kind of set my goal last time it was 400 and i won 500 and then the time before that was 500 and i got i let me just tell you this for keen and then we'll get talking I won so much money that I walked out with 589 points. Oh. I spent it all, but I had wow. five hundred. And, and anybody knows, I normally spending a couple hundred dollars will get a hundred points. Yeah. So I just kept winning and spending uh-huh. and winning and spending because I knew I couldn't be there this month. And right. that point system, you need to keep your points right. up. Sure. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at me justifying my gambling addictions. <laughs> Gotta keep those points up. So anyway, all right. So let's go back to um, you. Are from Topeka? Right. You've been here your whole entire life. My entire
0: life. I graduated from Topeka High School in 1966.
1: I was born in 1966.
0: (laughs) And and that's been pretty cool because um, Randy Counter sent me a link to join the hippie group on Facebook. Oh. Because uh, in 66, I was married to a drummer and... We had people living with us all the time. (laughs) And so uh, that's been my my, uh, heart, is the hippies. Right. And I believed in in all of of the free love, love not hate, all that stuff. So you can imagine how disappointed I was as I got older (laughs) and found out I actually could hate somebody. (laughs) And that was husband number two. (laughs) So he taught me well. So anyway, I'm enjoying, and if you don't belong, the hippie thing's really cool. Uh, I mean, the music and and the cartoons and stuff like that, I've really enjoyed it. And um, my first uh, ex-husband, we kind of reconnected in a uh, friend-type way, which has been nice. And um, so he went through Vietnam and all that and came back and has had some really uh tough struggles yes yeah so i was glad that we could make that connection again and kind of keep an eye on what's going on there so i've been doing that since i retired which i did retire i was not ready to retire but circumstances it was a good deal for me to do it at that time right and so since that time um I've been asked by uh, one heart if I would consider doing some training with them. Right. On, uh, especially with the kids that are in the system. The system, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm getting ready to do that, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Oh, yeah, you you, you need something to do.
0: Yes, yeah, so and I don't want anything any more than right. 10 hours right. a week.
1: So back in the back Going back, you used to work with before the Youth Project. You had multiple different, I mean, multiple jobs. But I know that you used to work at Miniger. I
0: did. Um, Miniger's had approached me several times because of my job with the Youth Project. uh, They wanted me to do therapeutic foster care, and at that time, my son George was going to Emporia State, and I told them I couldn't do it until he was through. I didn't want him thinking because he left. I was going to replace him with a Miniger kid, which I could never do anyway. But uh, when he graduated, he got on at BNSF right away, and so he was all set. So I contacted Miniger's and said, all right. And I ended up with nine different uh, girls at different points in time. I only do take one at a time, involved them in the youth project, and that's where I know the youth project really works. Right. Because they were involved in the youth council, they were involved in youth court, they were involved in a job. That was the first thing we did do. Right. And it built their uh, self-esteem. And I mean, I had young ladies that, one of them that moved in with me in the very beginning was on 16 pills a day. And she had everything imaginable. Uh, it it was unbelievable. When she moved out a year later, she was on two she became an attorney with one of the military services. Um, Mary got a, a son named Hunter, which my grandson's also a hunter. Aww. So she and I have been really close since then. Well, all the girls, and every one of them is successful. So I understand how foster care should work Right. from uh, working with Mini Girls. And they were really big into wraparound services. So I was able to use the Youth Project with those girls, and they all will give credit to their experience, uh, not just with me, but with the project itself. Right. So that's been...
1: So the Topeka really Youth Project, what year did that start?
0: It started in 1983.
1: Okay, so 1983, we've got this new organization, and throughout the years, it kind of change and evolved and kind of grew and, you know, did different right. things. And it would have a bigger staff and then a little staff. And, um, and, but the main, the main thing that when they first started was, was it the jobs program? Yes. That was the first thing. So everybody, the jobs program, which I believe that everybody should have to go through. I don't care what age you are. Right. I believe everybody should go through the jobs program in just, probably just in school I don't even know why it's not a class right. like to go through it, it it should be and if you're out there you know it should be and we're not involved with the youth project anymore but I think her and I and a couple other people are really the only ones out there that have taught the class right. recently that could actually teach the whole class right. Um, right. but this class is just amazing and what I enjoyed about it is I got to meet all of the kids and the one thing that I found interesting because like I said, I didn't really know what was going on when I joined it just to do the accounting part, was I liked the demo, the, the dynamic of the students right. coming from all different levels. Exactly. And with 2020, we had so many divisions and 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 I'm sorry that they're they're trying to say, well, because of a color or something like that, you don't ever have options and chances. But the youth project gave anybody. Whether you have money or no money, or whether you are black, white, brown, purple, whatever, the same opportunities to come through, learn how to be a great employee, and then we would help them with employers that we knew to get them into the job so that they had someone to help them because this is their first job. And as we all know, employers do not have the time Uh to train these people. Right unfortunately oh, they don't service. right and you know even corporate i mean, I've, we've met with a corporate a corporate business before and they're like oh no we have all of that we have the training videos we have that and my question to them is how many of your employees have seen those videos mm-hmm. because when you hire somebody and someone leaves and you hire them you throw them in the kitchen you throw them on tables you throw them in food you mm-hmm. throw them in stocking inventory they don't get to sit down for two days and go through the same process as a, a, as a professional job does. Right. Or if you're a nurse, you have to go through, you know, orientation. no orientation on most mm-hmm. of these businesses. Mm-hmm. If you get a job over at Kohl's or JCPenney or something, they might have you, like, walk with somebody to train you, but they're not giving you the skills to work. Right. And that's not a natural thing that just comes.
0: Well, and you know the other piece of it too, Kim, is the uh, life skills that came along exactly. with the job. Because they ha- you have to have those life skills in order to do the job. And a lot of times when we'd be talking about different things, the kids would say to me, now what's that got to do with getting a job? Right. And I could always tie it back into getting yep. a job. Even if it was a story about how I got a dog and decided I was gonna clip it and give it a poodle cut, and then after I started cutting it, his hair, it was like, I don't know that I want to keep this dog now. I had him looking so bad. Well, the kids are looking at me like, what's that got to do with anything? And I said, well, if I would have had the skills to know I shouldn't be doing this, Right. then I would never have done it, and I would not be known as the... <laughs> the lady with the ugly poodle. Yeah. Like <laughs> her scissor hands. That was was just clippers. It was a bad experience. But most teenagers need an aunt. I found I was not their mother. No. And never wanted to be. Even through the therapeutic foster care, the girls were never allowed to call me mom. Right. Because I had a son and I was his mom. I could be the crazy aunt. And uh, they could all relate to that. And so then they'd feel comfortable, well, I'm living with my aunt right now, because the kids would live with me. And um, the skills that they gained were the ones that were in the program itself. Right. So customer service, Kim was great with that because she comes from that kind of a background also with the restaurants. So she added that component to the workshop. We were always adding. We had theft because the employers were experiencing kids stealing and adults stealing from them right so we had to put a piece in about that so it was constantly growing yep big communication skills financial How, literacy yes for sure i taught
1: financial literacy yes. Yes. i don't know if they still do but yep. i taught because i think it's really important my 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 biggest story on financial literacy was um uh there are two types of people There is the person who goes out, buys their car, driving down the highway, the car breaks down, they pull over to the side of the road, they call AAA, AAA tows that car to the shop, they fix it, they pick it up, they pay for it, and they go home or the person who's driving the car, car breaks down, they call their friend, their friend picks them up, the police put a red sticker on their car, they don't have the money for the tow, they don't have the money to get their car fixed, the car gets towed, now they have to do a tow fee and a fixed fee, because you're low income, the fees just continually grow. So who do you want to be? Do you want to be the one with the red sticker, or do you want to be the one with the tow company? Because that's what I'm here, is to show, you how to be the person that at anything in your life with that little bump you're gonna always be there to be able to get past it right without really seeing a difference because the person whose car has been towed needs money but now can't get to work to make the money right. it all it, it's just it's just a rolling effect and, right. and people want to say oh it's just bad luck no it's it's not right it's honestly not I mean you you, you make a choice and mm-hmm. and I it, that was one of my, well, my my stories
0: there was like well who do you want to be right Cause and you know a good example of that is I was with a kid uh, and we were at the courthouse and um, he had a huge fine and he goes isn't this just my luck I pull up here and then I go inside and I come out and there's a ticket on my car that's just my luck I go no that's your stupidity right. why didn't you put enough money in the meter why didn't you get up and go and leave it? Then once you got the ticket, why didn't you pay it? Right. And now this ticket is up to $200. You don't have $200. And they could come out and take you back. Right. There could be a warrant on that yeah. right there. Uh-huh. Which there was a warrant. Yeah. So then we had to deal with the warrant. But it was all because he didn't want to put a quarter in right. that machine. Exactly. But it was his luck. Right. And so, yes, exactly. I- so the financial literacy and how to save. Right, You know, they had no concept of putting money in an account. And Tom Schwartz wrote a book and gave it to me to give to the kids. And it was How to Be a Millionaire by the Time You're 55. Uh And it was a wonderful book. And it told if you just gave up one can of soda a day and put that money in the bank, by the time you're 55, how much money you would have. And it'd be like $20,000 just off of the one can kids were just amazed to think they could actually make a million dollars by the time they were 55 so they all enjoyed his book right uh so there was an awful lot that went into it and so you know for some people oh i can get my kid a job or i'd have a parent say to me you know he really doesn't need to work i knew the kid he hung out with my kid if anybody needed to work it was him he needed something to do with his time And to be respected and at home, he was just a kid that they turned money over to him whenever he needed it. But he didn't have the respect that once he got the job, the employer respected him and paid him for it. And so it was a a huge change in this kid. And the parents had to come back later and say, you were right. This is exactly what he needed. He needed a direction.
1: So... In your years of thousands, thousands of kids coming through the Youth Project, many nights alone with kids who are in the villages, which is like a kind of a halfway home uh-huh. for the younger kids, or that are that are there because they were in trouble and the judge made them come through. And so, not all some of this some of these kids did have some gang relations sure. to them. There was a lot of gangs. Um, tell me. Because I am, I'm, still impress, I'm still impressed because I've been, I, I've been with all of that. And I have, my own, I have my own feelings about that. But tell me, you know, was there ever a time that you felt unsafe with any of those kids?
0: One. One. There was one time I knew this kid had tried to kill his parents. And he was out at YCAT, which has totally changed. So anyway, I was a volunteer as well. So I would get them on Thursday, any kid that wanted to come by the youth project, Thursday night we would rent a movie or we would play a game, we'd have popcorn and sit and talk how life was going. So he was one. So it's time for him to go back to WICAT. So he's in the car with me, and we go over the bridge to go to North Topeka. It's over by North Star, if people didn't know where it was. But that's where WICAT <laughs> was.
1: That's the Youth Center of Topeka. Yes. So it's, a, it's a, faci- a facility for under 18 criminals, uh, yeah. kind of like a jail. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, they're a little higher. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we get across My the ex-husband bridge. My ex husband was there, just letting <laughs> you know. Okay. We get across the bridge. We're going down 24, and he goes, uh, pull into Kmart. And I said, what? And he goes, I want you to pull into Kmart. I thought, oh crap. So I'm thinking, I'm gonna be carjacked. You know, my son's gonna be without a mother. mother. Yeah, so I pull into Kmart and he goes, you can turn the car off. And I said, okay. So I turned it off and he goes, oh, but turn it back on. So I turned it back on and he rolls the window down And uh, he goes, okay, you can turn it off now. And it was cold outside. And he goes, I just need to smoke before you take me back. Mm. And he hid these cigarettes in his sock. And I said, oh, okay. So he smoked his cigarette. And I said, wait, I've got some double mint gum. You're gonna need double mint gum. They're gonna bust you when you get back to WICAT. And he goes, oh, great. So he had his gum. He goes, okay, I can go back now. (laughs) So I took him back. But that's the only time that I actually had a fear Right. of uh, what I was doing yeah. and some of the kids were now I was able to take three WICAT kids to my son's football game at Highland Park High School George played football and they wanted to go see him play. My parents were there. They're sitting behind us so I introduced these three little thugs to my mom and dad. Three little thugs yeah. and mom goes are they out of WICAT? And I go yeah and she goes oh my god. She's just panicking so we're sitting there and they go, do you care if we go get some uh, something from the concession stand? And I said, no, you have money. And they go, yeah, they let us have uh, $2. And I said, okay, so they took off. So we're sitting there, mom goes, what are you gonna do when they don't come back? And I go, oh, they'll come back. And she goes, they've been gone quite a while. I said, oh, great, And I'm gonna be making a call that I've lost the kids. And so about, I was about ready to give it up, and I see them coming around the end of the track, carrying their stuff, and they get up to me, and they go, we're sorry it took us so long, but after we got our order, we've realized we didn't even get you a Coke or anything to drink, so oh. we had to get back in line. And here's your Coke. And I turn around and glare at my <laughs> mom. <mind. laughs> yeah, thanks, moms. Yes. I told you they'd come back. So that that was a little on the unnerving side, but we would we held a battle of the bands, of which I know Kim's very familiar with that yeah. one also, because I always drag her make <laughs> and And uh, the one year we did it, Butch Felker was the executive director at that time, and they had all kinds of security. I mean, the sheriff's department was there. They had. Uh, the gate thing that you could walk through, you know, the metal oh detectors. And then they were given away a computer, and so when they'd write their name down for the drawing, the sheriff's de- deputy would look at the name. And they pulled a couple of them out and took them off. And so then he's gone, Bush is gone, so I'm doing Battle of the Bands, And so um, they said, well, what are you going to do for security? And I said, well, I wasn't planning on doing anything. Uh, Well, you've got to have security, you know. You can't be doing this. And it was at the Expo Center. And I said, well, I don't think I'm going to really need it. You know, I've got some football players that, you know, I can put security on their back, but I'm not hiring anybody. We went in with the intention of not having any trouble. We come out without any trouble. Right. No fights, no nothing. And gangs were heavy then. We had absolutely no problem. And a lot of times I think you get what you expect from right. kids. And they can read it. They can. Yes, very much so. I,
1: I my, fa- my favorite part, like one of my favorite jobs was teaching the class. Was having the kids there and getting to meet. Because you know me, I love talking to people. Uh-huh. And I, I have a way, as the same, the same gift you have, mm-hmm. is we can relate to all ages. Right. And in order to teach this class... You have to, you have to hold no judgment. You cannot predetermine right. anything about somebody. It Dep- doesn't matter. You could have a CEO that makes millions of dollars, child in your class, right. and that class that child is worse than the kid that is there because of their probation officer. Right. right and you just don't know so you you get to meet them all and then you have to also in order to teach to teach a group of mixed kids mm-hmm. from all all parts of Topeka you have to when they walk in, you have to make them all feel comfortable, right? And that is a gift. Yes, it is. That is not something that everybody can do because yeah. you know, just like your mom was like, "Oh my gosh, they're from the you know, they're from YCAT, right. and they're gonna leave, and they're automatically bad because that's her perception right. of it." There's other people that have said the same thing. I I worked for a nonprofit. I was still working for you guys, but I worked, um, when I was working for you guys, that's when they contacted me to go up to work for it. And when the executive director left, we got the, we got the, our new executive director, which was the, the child of the devil. And she just did not like poor people. Right. (laughs) That's our job. We feed poor people. Uh And she thought they were just like, eh. She didn't Uh want to go down there. She didn't want to be around them. And then she'd have to be so fake around them that they would come to me because I've been there for years. And they'd be like... What is her problem? She acts as if I'm like, <laughs> I would tell her, it's like, you know, it's, it's better if you just don't go there uh-huh. because you're given off a vibe as if like you're looking down upon them. Mm-hmm. And I don't look down upon anybody. No. I will go down there. And when I see people that I've known that are, that are in a bad situation, when they look at me, or they look at somebody else. They might look at that other person as judgmental, but they'll come over to me and they'll talk. They'll, they'll actually come and say, hey, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. They're not ashamed of where right. they're at or what they did because they know that I accept them for who they are. Yes. And you have that exact same gift. There's no way you could do what you've done for the last 40 years if you didn't appreciate every single person for who they are. Right. Exactly. And we exactly we would have a lot less problems in the world if we didn't categorize everybody into these the label. labels. Because you know the the one the one story when I went into to, to uh, Long John Silver's and I still don't know what the young girl's name is, but went in there and she was like Miss Schultz, and I was like I'm a substitute teacher as well, so I don't know where this is coming uh-huh. from. And she said she said um, it's such and such, and I said oh, hey, automatically going to greet her as if I know her, she knows me, I know her. I just don't know her name and I don't know where I know her from (laughs) because I know thousands of kids. And she said... um, is Georgiana still at the youth project? Ding 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 youth project. Mm-hmm. Tell her hi from me. Mm-hmm. And then she gave me the senior discount. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> the perks that you get when you know people, I'm like, saved a dollar fifty. But she was so happy. She says, I am a manager here and I you know, I wouldn't have what I have, and she just went on about the youth project, mm-hmm. and that's just going in to get some fish and chips. Right. And right. you meet people all over the place now. Not everybody is going to, to sure. is going to make it because there are just there are so many strings attached to their life that as many as they break more grow and more pull them down. Right. I mean, right. it is just it's it's so sad. It is. But they also know that they have that chance, and it would be how many? How would the world be if everybody had us yeah. or someone like us
0: right. pushing
1: them forward? Right. Because that is what I do.
0: Yes, literally, exactly. Well, you know, I was at uh, the pad and doing a drive-through, and this girl—not a (laughs) drive-by, drive-through—she comes to the window to to take my order. She's so excited to see me, and she goes, "Oh, and George, thank you for the birthday card. It's the only one I got. It's gonna make me cry." Uh Oh. And so I said, "Well, you're welcome." Now, did I get back? Here's how we did the birthday cards. They were postcards, and in the corner, we would put their birth date. Mm, Yeah. And then everybody would sign and write them little notes, and then the uh, assistant or the secretary would make sure they go out in the mail. Yeah. And to think that this girl had one of our little stinking postcards as her only birthday card, and she was 17. How sad was that? Yeah. But I didn't get a discount. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably because I was crying on the way out <laughs> I guess some people got it and some
1: people don't <laughs> she, she might have thought you're at that age where you might be insulted <laughs> yeah for
0: sure like, yeah, for sure yeah, I, it, it, I, was a, it honestly was a great yeah. job but I will say this because people would say it all the time you know we need to clone you and just like you were saying, it is a gift either you have it yeah. or you don't. It's not, for example, one of the kids come in and they're going downstairs for job search. And I looked at them and I said, "What are you doing here? Uh, well I've got job. I said, you don't have a job yet? Good gosh. You better get down there and get one. So they went off. Oh, okay, and they're laughing and they go downstairs. About a week later, here they come in. And uh, the assistant, program assistant says, what are you doing here? And this kid goes, well, I'm here for job search. What, you don't have a job yet? Well, what's it to you? Right. And She's just looking at him, but she saw me do it. Right, so she thought she she could. Yeah, But uh -uh." uh-uh, he didn't like it at all. No. And then he looked at me, he goes, hi, George. And he goes on downstairs. But she's just sitting there, I go, y- you can't fake that. No. You know, they, they pick up on it. Right. And even though it was the same words I was using, he didn't have that relationship with you for you to have the privilege of giving him a hard time. Correct. That I is could right. give him a hard time and he would just grin at me. Yeah. And if I had a speaker and the kids would side talk, I'd throw a paperclip at them, right? And stare, and they'd straighten right up, right? Somebody else throws something, uh, they'd be up out of that chair, right? So it just depends.
1: Yeah, there were to- there were some people in our classes that you could tell, but once they once they connect with you on that level of that you are that you're that you're actually respecting them and having right. fun with them right. and not treating them like they're a bad person right. and you're treating everybody the same exactly. way. Exactly. Because yeah, you'd be this you know, you you would you, you could say something so sarcastic to yeah. them but like I actually had a meeting yesterday and one of them was having she was having a hard time acknowledging compliments uh-huh. so she has a, she has to go out and she has to tell people thank you
0: uh-huh.
1: and um, then she has to say if someone compliments her looks or something or singing or or something she has to say I know uh-huh. thank you I know uh-huh. and she was like oh there's no way I could do that <laughs> and I was like you know um, I Honestly, when I tell a story and you've been around me forever, um, I always like even on my emails today. I was like, um, hey, so I have one more weekend. I'm heading to Branson to work and then I'm finally going to get to stay in here. Why am I so freaking popular? Yeah. Like you know, I just uh-huh. always put that stuff in there because I get giggles out of people, yes. and it's nonstop from me. Right. Or the other day, some one of the some guy was like talking to me, whatever, and and something happened, and I turned around, and, and I was at the Heartland Park, I was at the races. I got a ponytail, no makeup on. I've got the I have three T-shirts, but it's the same shirt I've had on every single day. I've got the same shorts on because the only ones I have that right. are long enough that I have pockets. And this guy was trying to flirt with me, and I just kind of flirted back and walked off my friend was standing there I go come on see look at this I'm so freaking beautiful I can even look like this and I can't get rid of all these guys And she just starts cracking up like uh-huh. tears in her eyes and I was like that is hard to yeah. be me and, and it's just for the fact that it's all about your personality it it's is. all about it it's all about joking around and you can say you know when 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 you're in class and you're sitting there and you're teaching and someone starts to talk you're like this yeah no go ahead go ahead we did this all the time yeah no go no i'm sure it's, if you're interrupting me it's got to be important go ahead talk. but we'll wait so what and then we would start talking to the person next to us and they'd be like we're done i know <laughs> and then you're like okay well let's get back on, yes. on assignment yes. but if you're you know instead of going like this hey stop talking uh-huh. to be snotty or whatever right. you joke around you're like yes. oh you're like this oh and everybody gets quiet. I'm like, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sure it's way more important than what I have to say. <laughs> Let's just wait. Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> and They're kind of like, oh, you ready. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just now, got busted.
1: Not everybody can do that. No, they can't. But we no, can absolutely. because you already st- you set it up at the day one yes. of how how the, 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 the class is going to go. Um, I, I, my, my big, my, my story that I love, and you'll, I hope you remember this one. We had that really adorable little guy from the villages. He was cute, just a cute. I think he was 15 years old, and um, we had three from the villages this time, and we were doing the classes at the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to go over to him and go, "Why are you here?" Why are you at the villages? What did you do? I don't him haul around. I just, I want to know the story. Mm-hmm. Tell me the story. What, ha- wh- what made you go there? And the little boy, whose mom was an alcoholic, had a baby sister. And the mom did not have any money to feed his baby sister. So he took some of her prescription pills to school
0: mm-hmm.
1: and sold them so he could get money to feed his sister. Mm-hmm. And he said, the only, the only thing I regret is getting caught because I don't even know where my sister is anymore because I haven't heard from any of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he lived like in a small little town, like I think it was Western Kansas. Uh And you've got this beautiful little kid I know. Who all he was doing was trying to feed his sister and they're not lying to me. No. Children do not lie to me. Mm-hmm. I have I have I have parents who will stick up for their child and I will look at their kid and say, Tell them the truth and then they tell their parent the truth and the parent has to apologize to me. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. When I was doing daycare, substitute teaching.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: when I walk in, they know I genuinely want to know the story. I don't want to hear some crap. Because when they start to do it, I'll be like this. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's, mm-hmm. that's, 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 that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Now tell me what really happened. Right. And then they'll be like, well, because that one guy was always trying to be all, his, there was another one there that was always, you know, trying to be real cool and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And I was like, you're not cool. I mean, if you were cool, you wouldn't have got caught. Right. Right. <laughs> Like, if you, were, if you were so smart, if you were the smartest person in the world, you don't get caught. Because our world is built off of criminal activity. Mm-hmm. There's tons of things with criminal activity. And you know how they... You know why they're, they're rich? Because they were smart and didn't get caught. Right. It's not about a crime in this world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's about getting caught doing said crime. Right. And these kids got caught. I'm like, you yeah. got to get smarter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you got to get yeah. smarter. Well, and, and some of the kids... Uh, Like one kid was Grand Theft Auto. Well, that's a big charge. And he was at YCAT. He actually took his parents' car. Yeah. That was the Grand Theft. It wasn't like he held somebody up with a a gun and took their keys and car. He took his parents' car without their permission, and the dad said, that's the last time. Right. We're going to teach you a lesson. So he got sent to YCAT, and it was like, Oh, my God, I mean, because he now was around some real criminals. Right. You know, and either it was going to make or break him. And uh, I wasn't sure the parents really handled that one the right way. And then that was the neat thing about, and the secret to the success of the jobs program, because we had a 98% placement rate. And the reason we had that was there was the diversity in the funding, which allowed us to have the diversity in who we served. So most jobs programs, they had to be uh, income-based, so they were really poverty level. Ours, we had, like you said, it could be a CEO's son, which it was, and then you had the middle income, and then you had low income, and then you had poverty, and then you had the juveniles, then you had uh, ex-offenders, and then we had alcohol and drug. so all of those kids would make up a class and people didn't realize that every activity that i had in the the class was geared to tell me something about that kid Yep. and even if it's what makes you angry what's your favorite tv show would tell me so much about a kid and if it was spongebob squarepants I knew I was going to have trouble with that kid because he's going to be cutting up all the time. Right. And if it was all uh, the walking dead and everything was dead and dying, I knew I needed to spend a little bit more time with that kid. So everything in the workshop itself lent to making that kid a better person well and we used to do
1: the role play stuff so you'd have to be so they would have to act out the scenarios and and the one that i always the one that i always tell people when i go out and i talk to i mean i go out and talk to other people you know and to speak is i tell them about the um the one where we talk about when when people are late and right. how you disrespect your time their time or when they call in sick and we always used to say just think about John Built up the courage to ask the girl of his dreams out on a date, and they're going out Friday night. He's picking her up at 5:30. They're going out for pizza, and they're going to a movie. And he's worked so hard to ask her. And he's at his little job, or it was Saturday Saturday night. Saturday night, because they're in high school, and he gets off at he gets off at four, and then he's gonna go home, and he's gonna pick her up, and he's gonna, you know, he's he's worked so hard for this. And Mark calls in and says, "I'm not coming in." -hmm. And now the the boss comes over to John and says, "Hey, John, I need you to close, and you have to work till eight o'clock." Now he can say no, but if he's a good employee, what is he going to pick? The date, or is he just going to go ahead and work? There's nobody else there to work with the guy. You're the only one. So Mark's Mark's irresponsibility didn't just inconvenience the boss; it inconvenienced every employee at Mm -hmm. the store and we always talk about the actual things and I believe that if we if we get an actual story you understand it. If you tell somebody don't be late to your job. Right. You know what? Don't call in sick. The problem is is that remember and then we go back a little bit later and a whole Uh other thing and say you know remember Mark? Mark had a party to go to Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Mark picked the party over top of his shift that he had to work for four hours. Uh He called in and made John not get to go on his date mm-hmm. because at that point, you know, what are you gonna do? Right. It's eight o'clock. The movie was at seven. They had their, you know, curfews. They have all that stuff. Everything kind of intertwines together to have people put in that experience. But when you do role play yes. and you put them in there, and they're the ones who can't go on the the trip, or they can't get the day off for their vacation, because mm-hmm. they're gonna miss the whatever they're. We told them they're gonna mm-hmm. miss it. it you yes. they felt it, and, yes. and then we would say, Now, in your own words, tell mm-hmm. us how you feel about it. Yeah, oh, they we heard some pretty colorful oh, words,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and most of them fire the person. Yeah, they do, they, they always fire them. For you, yeah, I know uh, you're, gonna you're fired, <laughs> or have your conversation. What are you going to say to them? Yeah, you're going to give them a second chance. What is the conversation yep. you're going to have? And then all of a sudden, you know, it's not that cool. Uh, Oh, and then the other ones were um, street language. I had this kid, and he loved to talk, quote, smack. Well, we put him over at TJ Maxx, and he's working there, and I get a phone call, and they said, you need to talk to him about his language, because sometimes we don't even know what he's talking about. And I said, oh, okay. So I called him in, and I said, okay, here's the deal. You've got to watch what you say. They don't understand even the word smack, so don't do that. So then I get a call about a week later Well, we let him go. Oh, no. This woman went in, tried on a pair of white pants, and he said, Man, you really look fat in that. And she came in to us, said, That young man called me fat because I have these white pants on. He meant PH. Yes. He meant you. Look good, like. That's yes. fat, man. It's yes, fat, and but she didn't understand it. No. He ended up losing a job over it, and you know, just things like that. You so we had to put that into the workshop, right? Because all of a sudden, we had a total different language going on. Uh, Ebonics kicked in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And nobody understood it, including me. And then I had a young man that was an artist. Oh my gosh, he could draw. So I had this big easel in my office and he said, it was break time, he said, I'm gonna draw uh, you a picture. And I said, oh, okay. So he draws this picture. Okay, it's a cemetery. And there's a guy standing in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. and He's got a gun down to his side and he's got tears. Oh my gosh, he just moved me. I yeah, mean, it was I thought, beautiful. my God, you know, here he's realizing all of his friends are dead in the cemetery. And so uh, the board was meeting that night, and I said, you guys have got to see this picture this kid drew. He's so talented. And they're all, oh my gosh, oh yeah, you can see by the look on that guy's face that he's upset. And uh, so the next day, one of the kids was in, that was a gang kid, and he knew the artist. And he said, oh, so you've got his picture up, huh? And I said, yeah, isn't it awesome? And I said, look how bad he feels. He's crying. <laughs> and he goes, the tears are how many he's killed in that cemetery. I go, shut up. And he goes, no, <laughs> really, I can't believe you. That We're going to go back to my story. Yes. <laughs> We're going
1: to go back. My story is
0: way better.
1: We're not going to go there. It's a pretty picture.
0: We're going <laughs> to... Back it up. Back it up. So I was like, oh, my gosh. So I have these pictures on the wall behind me that kids have drawn, and there's one, and it's this, uh, uh, not a priest, but like a priest, a monk. It's a monk. He's he's walking along, and he's got a dog beside him. So I had this hanging on my wall for a good three years, and one day one of the kids was sitting there, and they were looking at my pictures, and they go, "That's pretty funny," and I said. What's that? And they go, did you have that picture up there where that dog's peeing on that guy? I said, are you kidding me? and I turned around and looked, and sure enough, the dog's legs up. <laughs> and here I didn't know it. I still had it hanging on when I left. Still, yeah. On my wall. Yeah, no. I remember. I remember all the pictures. Oh over yes. at The old one. And they could draw. Yeah. And then I found out because I asked our. We had a volunteer psychiatrist that uh, would come in every now and then. and I asked him. I said, how come? When I ask the kids if they have any talents and abilities and they tell me they can draw and they're artist type, then I can say, have you been in treatment for drugs and alcohol? And eight out of 10 will say, yeah. And he says, their mind's different. And he said, you know, people that have children that are really artistic need to keep expanding it. So if they can draw, then get them into sculpture and get them into jewelry. But don't just end it because then they do the drugs
1: check out the wall right there that's all my daughter yes like all that stuff up there she's made she wants oh me to throw gosh. it all away but most of all that stuff up there on the top t- couple uh-huh. shelves and down anything ceramic over there not the picture frames but all that stuff she has actually made that hat whatever i mean those are just projects oh, that's cool. through um yeah through high school and college, yes,
0: yes. yeah. And I mean, she's she's, she's 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 very creative, and yeah, yep. they have their own. And you just say, yeah, they they run totally different, yeah. and uh, they'll use the drugs, and then they see things differently, and they draw differently. So um, it was one of the things. My uh, my own son, he's in uh, Topeka West at the time, and he goes, "God, I hate art." And I said, "Oh well, it's just a class you got to take." And he goes, "Wait, did you see the pig I made?" <laughs> George. he said I told him just go ahead give me the DRF this is as good as it's going to get <laughs> and I had one ball that was the body and then a little ball on its head he pinched some ears in and then did a little squiggly tail <laughs> and so they were doing their best of the west show Oh and my! Was the, all the art was featured and there was <laughs> <laughs> so I knew I didn't have to worry about drugs and nope, alcohol no, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> No talent. No, no, no talent. talent. There's
1: no talent there. One of the so one of the things the youth project that I thought was actually a really cool thing is that the employers could contact us. Right. And the employees could contact us and we would be the middle person and leave the parents out of it. Right. Because even though my daughter, my my daughter, you know, I've always stuck up for her when she was a child. And then when she got to be 18 years uh-huh. old, I was like, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not going to talk to the employer for right. you. And we still have 35 year old men and yes. women whose parents will call their employer yes. embarrassing. Like, if you've done that, you should be very embarrassed. But we would, we would um, get phone calls from different people. And you got one from someone that said,
0: he's got to go because he stinks. Yes. <laughs> he smells. And so I said, well, I'll take care of it. <laughs> and I got a bar of Irish Spring. And I stayed in the parking lot because he was a, cashier, or a carryout at Bowersfeld at the time. And it was 10 o'clock at night, and I knew he was working. So here he comes out. I toss him the bar, and I go, I don't want to hear about it again. Oh, okay. And you know that he stayed two more years with them. Right. But they didn't feel comfortable telling Telling me. him. Yeah. Yeah. So they left it up to me. I had no problem with telling him. Well, And he went on his merry way, and that was that.
1: We have, you know, like kids are bullied all the time for smells and and when you are when even if it's not your smell your house can smell uh-huh. and so you don't smell your house right. and your house could smell bad you could have cats animals mm-hmm. could just be dirty filthy mm-hmm. and you don't smell it right. and so it yeah so you have an employer and i i'm i'm a bit like i've got like the highest sense of smell you can uh-huh. when it comes to different things it's because i don't have as much taste right. so my smell so i can smell different people and uh-huh. I'm like oh my gosh that just oh, that gives me a headache And so to say it to someone, you know, to an employer, to an employee, it almost could cause a problem as opposed to you. And you didn't have to go over and sit him down. You just have to throw it at him like this. I don't want to hear about it again. And him go smart enough to be like, okay, well, I need to do better hygiene. Right. Right. Um, And so, yeah, there's so many different things about the youth project then we came up with the youth court which allowed the people to which allowed the youth to if they got their first ticket for us to have a judge and jury of their actual peers and attorneys of their peers and instead of your rates going up or um, getting, you know, in trouble. It actually, you, you served community service and then it wasn't on your driving record, right. which could be really expensive. And I don't know if we still have it, but when we did it, it was incredible for, of all ages, to pay yes. that small price. And yes. the kids still had to go in and then there could have been classmates in there right. that, they, that they had to go in and, and basically defend themselves of mm-hmm. why they were doing whatever they were doing. And it the one thing that i that i'm sad about that i don't work there anymore or that it kind of it kind of started going downhill a it was just you like you cannot physically do this entire thing by right. yourself right. and a few people come in here and there um, but um, what i what was what i was really sad about is that the youth there are nothing there's nothing in our community for the youth that has a benefit for them as opposed to just providing a service or a sport. Right. Like the job was actually making them dependent on themselves Mm -hmm. and not relying on, you know, their parents. One thing, one thing that we did find out by teaching the class and the, 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 the kids with money did not understand is that a lot of these kids were getting jobs to, give to their parents right. to pay the bills. Right. I did an um a, a superstar segment with my friend Alex and he spent 17 years in prison. And if you go look at Alex's superstar segment, you'll find out that, you know, he basically got into drug dealing to pay the bills with his mom. Mm-hmm. Single mom trying to raise yep. kids. And you know, he got caught. Yep. And 17 years he had uh, his second stint was 25 years, and he was actually able to get it knocked down. Um, and all de- dealing with drugs. Now, was there something bad that happened? You have to listen to the you have to listen mm-hmm. to the podcast right. to know, because I'm not busting it on there. But his was I took care of my mom. Like I was helping take care of my mom and we found, had so many kids in there and we would want the other kids to understand. Yes. We wanted them to understand. We didn't want that to be a bad thing, right. but they need to understand that, you know, the reason, the reason that they can't do what you do, the reason that they can't do the sports is because they have to have this job Right, if they're going to live in a house versus mm-hmm. a car. Right. 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 And that they're part of the the household income. Right. As soon as they can get a job, and it's so important for the for all youth to understand that. But I feel as if we're neglected, and I like I said, it, this should be something that everybody has to go through.
0: Well, and you know, this time because we were talking about the times, this has been a very bad time because kids are staying away; they're not working. COVID, you know, ended a bunch of jobs, and then now the employers back. They can't get employees because they're still drawing unemployment. And we have given too much money out there. There's no incentive. Yeah. And
1: they're taking the jobs away from Um, under 18 years old yeah so high school kids um if everybody has their way and we start paying a thousand dollars an hour for minimum wage then the there's no training jobs anymore no and people need to stop and think about that that nobody wants to pay a a 15 or 16 year old 15 dollars an hour to to do a job that they're going to be that they don't even know what they're doing these are entry-level jobs you're handing a coke out the window right yeah and that's worth $15, $15 an, hour? an hour. You're, you're not going to get people. So they're not going to hire. Or like with Spangles, Spangles has alcohol. So now you have yeah. to be 18 years old or older yeah. to even work there. So they're going to start that out. And so we're going to need to come back. Our society is going to have to come back to the job training courses Right. more. There's going to have to be on the job training things that do not make people have to pay that. And I hope that that comes back around because... Right now, you can see job wanted sign. My daughter's thirty years old with a degree, can't find a job. Right. So right. these job wanted signs, a lot of them are false. They're right. they're, they're fake. Um, the mom pals need people, mm-hmm. but then they don't pay fifteen dollars no, an hour. No. So we're in a and really bad to. turmoil right now. And this weekend, when I was working out at the track, um, I was taught. We were talking to one kid, and he works f- for the government as well and he said yeah I have friends that are making more money than me actually just sitting at home and they have a kid. So now they're getting all that extra money. And he goes, I just looked at him and I said, if you chose to be a loser in your life, you can be a loser, but I have dreams and ambitions Uh and you're getting nowhere sitting on a couch. And I was like, good job. Like he's in his twenties. Those are what we need. We need to realize that you have to fight to get where I'm at. You don't just get to walk into what I did. Mm -hmm. You have to fight and struggle. And um, the youth project, the youth project I just thought was, 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 was a great program. I really enjoyed it. Yes, it was. So what else is there?
0: Anything oh, else to talk about? Well, yes. Uh, I, I do want to get, do a plug for the fall festival. Oh yeah. That's going to be at Vinewood October. And I don't have the flyer to tell you exact right. date, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And so I'm doing some work for them. And then one heart, I'm going to, um, do some work with them. I'm going to be the job doctor. Ooh, did so, Did they
1: ever release the movie yet?
0: They're getting ready.
1: Oh my it's gosh! Finally done.
0: It has been five it's finally years. Finally done. It yes. has
1: literally been five years. Yeah. Like yep. when, five years ago, they were like, in about six months, this we're going to release this movie. <laughs> and then it's like another year later, it's almost done. We're going to release this movie. And so you got it right now. It is 817, um, 2021. So the movie should be coming out. And supposed to be coming out. And um, hopefully, I will be able to get his, um, somebody with one heart. We'll have oh, them come yeah. on here. Yeah. Victor would be good. Victor, go. I'll have Victor come over and we'll talk about the movie. And yes. It's a great story. Yes. It's a great he story. Is.
0: Yes. yes. There's
1: my Alexa telling me to drink water. Hold on, you guys. We know this from my. Hold on.
0: She does. Want I have to, to t- drink water. Alexa Wait. It says she's gonna change. Oh, you sure, did. Thing. Yeah, she
1: normally tells me twice.
0: She oh. said, like, "Drink water." Well, that's good that you're you're paying attention.
1: I am. It's the only way that I drink all my water during the day. Yes. Because I get so into work, I forget. Yes. yes. So we have we have that. Um, we need to go play bingo. We need to go win more money. i gotta, I got to get back from Branson, and then I'm going to go win like $500 more to win.
0: Well, see, when Kim started uh, playing Keno, uh, we were at Prairie Band because they had Nickel Keno, and they quit and, that because yeah. they were paying out too much. But uh, she and I were playing together on our big nickel, and I said, let's play seven numbers. So we played seven numbers, and we won $350. Boom and we split that we were so excited <laughs> and so from that point on i said now you got to play more than one card right you need to be playing Now the four i play now, now now i play 17 <laughs> cards
1: and i'm betting like Two fifty every time because I've got ten cents on everything now because just so go big or go yes, home. Exactly. It's like it, exactly. yeah, it, so like no, you know I, I do lose money, but my gamble money is my gamble money. So exactly, I, um, and you're I, I separate. Yeah, and it then is. You
0: know, okay, now I'm on the lo- losing end of this. Oh step. yeah, yeah. Well, I love Hollywood. I do and, too. And um, they put their mask back on. Oh, we have masks back on now? Yes, yes. I had called last week, and they said, oh, it'll be Monday. They're going to start. Oh, well, so Sunday I was up there. It was like, (laughs) I'm going before all of the masks come out again. Yeah, but um, you have cigarettes. Yes. (laughs) Thanks to Kim. You know, I had to quit smoking because health reasons was the final kicker. But anyway, I quit. It was a year in March. And so you could do without your mask if you were smoking or drinking at Hollywood. And Kim found some fake cigarettes at the Ozarks <laughs> and brought them. I mean, they light up at the end. Of <laughs> they like prop yes. cigarettes. <laughs> so when I wanted to take my mask off because I was getting claustrophobic, yeah. I would just keep my little cigarette. And I was waiting for somebody to want to bum one off of me. And then I would get busted, but I didn't. So, um, yes, I have my fake cigarettes. They're still in my purse. And so when I want to get somebody, they'll go, you didn't take it back up, did you? No, this is pretend. (laughs) But I will say this. I was in Wichita uh, last weekend or the weekend before, and I was having to buy lottery tickets because I give my uh, one. uh, He's not my son-in-law. He's my nephew-in-law. I give them... um, lottery tickets for their birthday and one time I gave him his $10 he won 330 so he always gets them so his birthday was in June well I kept buying them then I get home and I think you know I think I'm going to scratch that off
1: (laughs) we don't have a problem people (laughs) we do not have a problem
0: so I scratch off the tickets I only get five bucks so I thought well crap I'll have to go buy them again I had bought these like five times I'm not kidding you so I'm in Wichita now. That's where he lives. So I thought, well, crap, I've got to get his birthday now. So I stopped at a quick shop, bought the $10 in lottery tickets, and they were by the cigarettes. And I looked at them, and the cigarettes were $9 a pack. I got so excited because I didn't have to buy them. I yes. was like, keep hiking them up. Keep hiking yeah, them up. yeah. Yes. You know what? Take care of Take <laughs> rid of this tax
1: and put it on the cigarettes.
0: That's what I've been saying. Exactly, exactly. So he got his tickets and I did not get any cigarettes. But <laughs> I got the thrill of knowing how much cigar Yeah,
1: to. that's insane. Yes,
0: yes. That is insane. And how much I would have been spending. So that yeah. I can go play bingo and I yeah. can go play kino and still come out ahead from yeah. what I would have spent yeah, on. Yeah, cigarettes. cigarettes. Yes. Yeah, if you just yes.
1: if you made your cigarette your your gamble budget you oh, could yeah. go up and spend a lot of money
0: oh if uh, you just a pack a day at nine dollars yeah yeah no see yeah, that's I don't, unbelievable I, that's, I
1: don't get i yeah i'm not i've never been a smoker nor do i i just yes, i don't get yes. it
0: no no but, i get it but I, I will say this it does not bother me yeah I don't have any, you know. This was your tenth attempt. Yeah. I mean, you oh and I—we
1: have—we have quit smoking quite a few yes. times. And then it's like she's <laughs> like a child. I show up at work and she's like trying to hide it, put it away, spray yeah, and breath are spray. You it? Are you spraying stuff? No. Uh-uh.
0: Nope. Nope. What nope, me. me. Get in the car. Nope, Man, nope. I smell smoke. Must have been a kid. Yep. Those yeah, damn that, kids. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep coming in here. So, yes, yeah, so that was really good. And I'll tell you what the secret is to quit smoking. It is you take cucumbers and slice them, uh, an onion, a red onion, and then a few tomatoes and vinegar and uh, two tablespoons of sugar. sugar. Uh-huh, and mm-hmm. you may, mix that up, leave it in the refrigerator. When you think about smoking, you just go get a little bowl of it and you eat that and you have no desire none whatsoever and that's the only hmm. thing that I did do and I did not do patches I didn't do chewing gum I had I did Chantix a couple of years ago and it was like five hundred dollars to do that and so this time I thought okay and I saw that recipe and I love cucumbers anyway yeah it's so good when my mom yeah. used to make it yes. without
1: the tomatoes because I don't do tomatoes yes. but it's the cucumbers and onions with the vinegar and the uh-huh. sugar
0: uh-huh very good and yeah. so and a little oil. Yeah, a little and oil. So, you know, it was one of those things that also helped with eating because there's no calories in any of that. Yeah. So but it didn't say anywhere that it would help stop smoking. I knew if you drank orange juice you wouldn't want to smoke because of the taste buds. Right. Uh, it kills anything. But uh I was surprised on the cucumbers. But that's the only thing different that I did and had it was just an immediate stop. But
1: I also think because you weren't at the youth project. And I think that that had something to do with it as well because you were at a whole new, you were in a whole new area because you, yes. you, you were, you were Except leaving. Except that I was at
0: home. Right. I but I'm saying anybody.
1: is, but, but the home, but see, at, at work, mm-hmm. you would work. Go smoke. Yes, it is. It is a habit. It is. It's that right. habit. It's the. It it's the habit. So now you're at home, and either you can start that habit, but now you're not because you're watching a TV show. No. You're oh, not really working, and right. there's really no reason for a break because you're on break. Right. Like, and you're still breaking. Right. And then now, <laughs> still on break. break. <laughs> it's just a big break. You know, my brother started smoking so he could take a break when he was working at the theater. Everybody smoked. He did sure. not smoke, but everybody would go out on a break, uh-huh. and he would still work and he's like you know what and but if you didn't smoke then you didn't get a break right because you just you just didn't go out like i right. think i'll go take a 15 minute break because I, I don't take breaks right. like i just want to work and um uh, so he, he so he started smoking so he could you know uh-huh. hang with them right. and fit it's just a an evil an mm-hmm. evil thing that just sneaks up on you it and does. my doctor told me when i was i think seven And six or seven, if I ever smoked a cigarette, I would die. Uh Stuck with me. I was like, that's why I'm like, you you guys, you're going to die. You're going to (laughs) die. My daughter was the same thing. She was, Uh she's the worst non-smoker ever. She would walk by people with her nose split And she was like this, why do people smoke these nasty things? I'm like, Chelsea, you are nine years old. I am the one they're going to punch.
0: (laughs) You got a rude little girl. Yeah, there.
1: like yeah, you have a. You know, she's she's right. It's like yes, they're gross. It so is. It is. anyway, it was a tough one. Well, thank you so much well, for coming in and chatting gone. with me. We do this all the time. Chat. We need but to. We
0: don't really talk about some of the stories. Yeah, got, you so know, many one stories. Of the things I am doing is I'm writing my book. You you do need to I write really a book. Am. And I've got all my nieces and nephews because you have no idea, at how horrible of an anti I was from uh, my one nephew he was in a fashion show for school and his dad was the fundraiser and so Olive Garden donated all of the, the salads and it was held in this big arena thing and they had a catwalk so he comes out and I've got poster board with numbers on it like they do for the Olympics uh-huh. so I've got like 69 you know Got a minus ten. So as he comes out, I'm holding the signs. People were dying in the audience. They were just absolutely and he'd look over at me and it was so pretty soon Harry he comes around behind me and he goes, Aunt Georgie, would you do me a favor? And I said, Oh, you don't want me to hold up signs anymore? And he goes, No, would you mind doing it for Jeff? You really want you to hold a sign up for him?
1: I go, Okay, when he
0: comes out, I'll give him a sign. So he's watching. Jeff comes out, so I hold up the sign. Oh, Jeff's all grinning, you know. Everybody's clapping for him. So I throw some pennies up there on the <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, see, we haven't even got into your mischief. Oh, no, 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 no. We haven't no, even got no, into your childhood, because no, 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 no. so you were right, out of control. Stories, yes. Like, it's always fun because, you know, when you see, when you're young and you see older people and you're just like, wow, they probably were boring. Yeah. And then you're like, now you're older and you're like this. <laughs> they probably were not as boring because now I, oh, did I, did I, did I tell you the story? I told you the story about the man at, at, reading my shirt at the, at the casino. No. Did I tell you that? So I had a shirt on that said, I often, I often have meetings with myself and then we both laugh. Uh just something like that Uh and the lady at the front at Hollywood was like how are you doing sweetie and I go I'm doing great how are you and she was like I'm fine what's on your shirt so I I go over and I let her read my shirt and she's like I know girl I talk to myself all the time and I think I'm funny and this old man probably in his 80s or 90s or 200s I don't know comes rolling up in his wheelchair and he says "Um, do I get to read your shirt so I turn around and I kind of pull it out you know so he could read it Uh and I say what it is because he's 200 years old and he goes oh if you actually think i'm looking at the words and the lady at the at the thing starts like her eyes got real big she had a mask on her eyes got real big and she was like what and i looked at her and i go they do make a pretty good billboard don't they i should get a sign that says advertise your business here And then she starts laughing oh my and he keeps talking and I just went in to gamble because I think she was like, oh my God. Yeah. And he's like, if you actually think, and I'm like, I know you're looking at the boobs, yes. do you a dirty yes. old man. Yeah. <laughs> he has a cute shirt though. Oh yeah. Yeah, but anyway alright guys we're going to let Thanks. you go we'll, but maybe we'll have George back when she writes her book yes, that will for be on the sure, Amazon sure. bestseller. oh I know <laughs>
0: it's going to be
1: something alright well you guys go check out all the other superstar segments I have been crazy busy recording them so go check them out go check out our show every Tuesday we also do a systematic chaos every week now uh, just talking about random topics between Tyson and I go to our Facebook etymology411 you can go to twitter instagram or tiktok find us on there Uh, send us messages let us know of any topics you want to talk about or if you want to be on my superstar segment just let me know and i'll get you scheduled so anyway we'll talk to everybody later keep taking all of your adventures and bye-bye